Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the Pepper Podcast. For those who are returning, welcome back. And if you are new, the Pepper Podcast covers a wide range of spicy events that occur in our daily lives. Two high school students tackle heated topics through discussion. I am your host, Jay Mehta, and joining me is my co-host, Andy Watson-Oskunpen. And today's topic will be centered around COVID-19 and its effect on the school culture. The website OneClass surveyed more than 14,000 freshmen, sophomore, and junior students about their fall 2020 experience. Students from 232 colleges, both public and private, responded to the survey. Around 85% of respondents said that the pandemic had a negative effect on their performance, another 9% said that the pandemic didn't affect their performance, and around 5% said that the pandemic had a positive effect or influence on their performance, which shows that there really is, uh, there's been negative effects um, through, yeah. through a lot of ways that it's affected the school life. Yeah, and I think that, you know, after coming out of the pandemic uh, season, the, when it was at its peak, we were all virtual, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a shared experience amongst many people and many students in the world, and especially many students in the U.S. And I, you know, that the COVID year has been, to be honest, a blur. Yeah, to, like, to be honest. Ever, like, second half of my ninth grade year up until, like, now, like, it's still a blur to me. Like, yeah. And so I think it, that... It was just, like, two weeks, you know what I mean? And then yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I think that everybody has their differing experiences and opinions on the pandemic and virtual school, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, today's episode, we're just going to look at the research and what the data states mm-hmm. and kind of analyze it from there. Yeah. Okay. So, so just to start off, I know that once we got back from virtual uh, schooling, I was I, I did not really know how to act around my friends or like people that I hadn't seen in such a long time. Yeah. Number one, because I hadn't seen them in such a long time. It's always kind of awkward, but also because, um, you know, staying at home for that long kind of stunts your mental and social development that it's kind of crucial that you be in person for that, that you develop in person with your peers like that. And a lot of a lot of the time, right, mm-hmm. I always find I find myself in like, this is familiar, but I'm kind of disconnected from this, uh, from this interact, this kind of interaction. And yeah. that's going to have, you know, a negative toll uh, for, for, for classes to come in the future, you know, because once you're stunted, it's hard to like recover, make up for that. Yeah. yeah recover from that and also be at the same level and progress in that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, th- so that's something that we looked into and the mental development, it's basic it's pretty clear that you know something kind of went wrong with the 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 development socially for the short term but also for the long term like i know that i've improved and i'm sure you have too Mm -hmm. but you know it's not it's not it wouldn't be it's not the same level as it would be if we were in person for these past few years yeah and and not to mention right um like being where covid has really stunted like you said growth mentally um and that Mm -hmm. shows through um like grades really grades really took a sharp decline um, oh yeah throughout covid year and um i guess something we, that i want to clear up is virtual school is different really for everybody um for me personally it was the i guess latter half of my uh, ninth grade year co- yeah. um pretty much halfway through my sophomore year and since then i've been in person um, yeah. through hybrid hybrid scheduling um but yeah like grades really took a sharp turn or a sharp decline um yeah. i guess like you said socially um there are a lot more um there are a lot more statistics about depression 
and um, just overall negative social, um, just I guess aspects of society, considering yeah, yeah. you know you're just so yeah. used to being on a screen, you know, just looking um, at your computer for a few hours, yeah. then you know, because you're like halfway, because like there's like the the joke about people being dressed like halfway up, and then they're like <laughs> in their like yeah. in their like yeah. night dress in the and they're like what well, bottom half but yeah you know, i mean like, i'll admit i did that too yeah so. I, yeah so like i mean <laughs> it, it did cut down my school time and things like that but it also <laughs> made me feel diff like a lot more different as a person yeah um no, when I, I came back right i felt really almost awkward and i felt like i had to really relearn what was going on um yeah. not to mention right like students had i like, should continue I guess like they should continue going to to the school rhythm, um, in order to like keep their their like uh, mental state, um, I guess a, make, make, oh, yeah I guess keep them accustomed yeah. to what it you yeah. know used to be. I agree. Um, but like long long screen time and insufficient like outdoor activities can severely affect like children's eyesight. Appropriate eye protection yeah. measures, um, yeah. should be imp implemented and things like that. Um, I feel like. Our protection should be implemented. We are in a, um, right now we're in a healthcare shortage and we're in a mm -hmm. worker shortage. And so there's things that aren't being prioritized. Um, so yeah. like, again, there's an article, um, the effects of online homeschooling on children, parents and teachers of grades one through nine during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so it mm -hmm. really showed that there's a lot um, that's going on behind the scenes compared to um, just, you know, COVID it's just it's a it's a combination of so much that mm -hmm. has just happened because of COVID that it's hard I to really pinpoint it on one thing it's multifarious yes and I think that you know a lot of times when we talk about how COVID affects um, schooling and education here we kind of focus too much on online schooling and we don't talk about like when people are contact traced or when students miss school because they're infected like Yes, it's on a lesser scale because not everybody is at home and suffering from online learning, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like more like individual or like a small group of people, but it's still something that should not be overlooked. And I, for me, you know, for my ninth grade year, the which was like when COVID started hitting in the U.S. for the first time, my grades, they didn't drop because of the way our county did. Uh, they added points to mm -hmm. my grade because like a participation thing, which Personally, I don't really think it's fair, but, you know, that's how they did it and help make kids accountable. And so, I, you know, I took advantage of that. So even like in my 10th grade year, when most of the year was fully virtual, my grades were fine. But I can say that the majority of kids saw a decline in grades. And that's to be expected, right? You're, accust you're accustomed to learning in in-person environments. You learn better. Most people learn better. Mm -hmm. And you can interact with people like that, interact with the work. And it's like you're spending way too much time focused on a screen, and you also have all these distractions around you, like phones, yeah. TVs, just like people at home, you know, in general. And because you you have you you feel like you have that freedom subconsciously to distract yourself from that when it actually negatively affects you. And also on top of that, I think that special education was mm -hmm. very affected by COVID nineteen yeah. because special education programs in schools right mm -hmm. they're a lot of times in person and like kinetic so you the, the, the people want to be able to interact with the kids like that they learn like that mm -hmm. and touching is a you know like touching things and like interacting with objects is a big part of 
learning uh, with the special education program. Before so you go actually... there, before you go there, yeah, yeah. I want to touch back on a point that you mentioned before. Um, so about like, you know, like people learning and things like that, but not being able to learn uh-huh. to the full extent. Not to mention, yeah. cheating also became very prominent during this time. Um, so people really didn't have, I guess, the work ethic um, or the yeah, drive no, to learn I, I as much as, agree. and I, I, the same happened with me. You know, I felt a lot more uh, fatigued um, when I, because you're sitting in front of a screen all day. You know, it's very, it's it's just yeah, more yeah. like mentally draining, and so, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, um, just really resorted to, I guess, cheating, and so. There's an NPR yeah. article here that says, as college moved online in the... I love this article, by the way. As college moved online in the COVID-19 crisis, many universities are reporting increases, sometimes dramatic ones, in academic misconduct. At Virginia Commonwealth University, reports of academic misconduct soared during the 2020-21 school year to 1,077, more than three times the previous year's number. And so at the University of Georgia, cases more than doubled from 228 in the fall of 2019 to more than 600 in Ohio State oh. University oh reported incidents of cheating were more than up than 50% over the year before. And so, really, cheating has been such a um, large, um, I guess, th- has been uh, something that has impacted, um, I guess, school learning. And so, while grades may reflect, like, I guess, a high standard, what real- mm-hmm. like, really is going behind the scenes is maybe, you know, is there are and of course there are yeah. people that are you know learning fully, um and they are you know taking the time to read books and things like that to keep themselves educated, but a good portion of people, um chose to instead cheat, um and so when people had to go back for state testing and things like that, c- counties and state the state at least the state of Tennessee performed very poorly this year, um my school performed, probably. I think it was like some of the worst numbers we've ever seen. So yeah. it, it was very difficult for people to focus, especially because like there was the mentality of, oh, it's not counting, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like it doesn't um, matter. But in reality, it actually builds off of your knowledge and it's essential for the future success of your academic career. Yeah. 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 I can say the same thing for my school as well. Uh, if we, we pretty much we take pride in our academics at our school I mean, a little too much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a school I go to. They specialize in that, whatever. So we dropped four national rankings from, like, third to seventh because, um, according to my principal, some seniors thought it would that, – that it didn't really matter, so they just didn't take the AP exam. But they took the AP test. They, they took the AP test, but, like, they bombed it and or, like, they just completely, like, left the AP exam. And so, like, that dropped us down a few points, which, like, doesn't really matter to me. But, you know – um, and I agree with you with the cheating part. Cheating, ha- I've definitely witnessed. I literally witnessed the cheating happen, and I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like, just yeah. because you can, you know, doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And because COVID, number one, right? COVID really enabled that opportunity too. I agree because like it's so tempting yeah. to like you know pull up the other browser or use your phone and type in the question, but like you're not necessarily learning. Yeah. You're you're not. You want to learn. Schools for learning and education, you build off of the foundations and you build up and up and up and up and up. You know, so if you cheat, it's like you're not actually learning that material. It'll actually offset you and harm you the most. And, you know, it's 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 a really it's like another pandemic, a pandemic of cheating during the COVID nineteen pandemic. So yeah. 
you know, like, and that, that article you mentioned, I think is also really interesting and kind of unveils the truth that really what, you know, virtual school, the ugly side of uh, online schooling, which like you can look at the positive side, like adaptability of students being able to switch from in person to a virtual setting and work mm-hmm. via that and kind of like testing out what would happen if we had to go virtual again. But also it is also negative that happens, you know, um, academic integrity mm-hmm. is tested very severely there. And then also like attention span and distractions. And like, yeah. I would admit I was distracted a lot because like my phone was right there, you yeah. know, but like, I only did that for a few times. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. So I tried to like keep my phone in another room and focus on school, which was definitely hard. So like, yeah, it's had a lot of effects. Good. And I guess if you want to um, touch upon like the, um, because I apologize, I cut you off, but I guess you talk about the special education. Right, right. Um, and then mm-hmm. after that, I want to explain a little bit of nuance. So go ahead. Yeah. And I was just going to talk about like special education in, uh, in schools, public schools and private alike. And a lot of special education actually happens at home. I did not know that necessarily, but like a lot of it, like they have the caregivers come over and then they'll help them like learn basic uh, education uh, mm-hmm. things. And so when COVID came around and that a lot of that human interaction was limited because of the liability and like the priority of health over everything else, right? Like yeah. I would prioritize people's lives over th- those things too. It really stunted uh, students in special education programs more so than you know no, uh, students who didn't necessarily require that yeah. who were kind of a- a- able-minded in education because like it affected them physically it affected them emotionally academically mentally all those developments were delayed and so there are they already at a disadvantage so disadvantage being even more will set them up for like a future that is really hard harder than it it is already you know and it's 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 really like disappointing to see but you know what can we do if like a pandemic we can't control Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i I just wanted to say that especially with like students with autism i have a lot of friends who have autism and they have a lot of therapists and they a lot of times they had to switch to in-person therapy or like in-person like yeah like therapy but like it was really hard for them. They were telling me it was really hard because they they felt so much safer and open to sharing how they were feeling and getting that treatment if they were in person. But like a lot of the protocols necessary to containing COVID nineteen and lessening the deaths of and infections of COVID nineteen was, you know, virtual stuff. Yeah, and I definitely have to agree with you. Um, there's been a lot of I guess like cognitive impairment um throughout covid but it was especially was i guess what was especially affected was the um special special education area uh but i guess when i want to explain a little bit of nuance while um i guess in-person learning was or while virtual learning was um i guess negative for like cognitive aspects and things like that it really gave a realization that like school in-person school isn't really needed to learn um, and yeah. so there were people that enjoyed virtual learning. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, I enjoyed virtual learning to an extent. Um, I would personally prefer if I had to like choose, I would choose like three days 
virtual and like maybe two days in person um yeah like a like a hybrid schedule yeah like a good hybrid schedule just in case i need to do something um because i felt like a lot of the work that i was doing could have been done in another place um and so my school day was really cut down from because we were allowed to leave some teachers let us leave if we finished all our work and you know did our assignments (laughs) and things like that so i cut my school time from seven and a half hours or so which is the average school day to yeah like four or five hours like there was a a large difference in the amount of time that i was spending you know doing my work i mean the amount of time that i was spending on my work was around the same it's just that i was able to um devote the time that i you know would normally be in school to other things while accomplishing the exact same amount of work um and so there was a realization at least personally for me that hey do i really need in-person school do i need to um learn this way when there might be another opportunity and that opened them that like i guess like um and that uh, not everybody thinks that way um there are people mm-hmm. that do need um they they need in-person school to learn yeah um, no i agree for, for some subjects like hard ap classes like ap biology that's definitely the case in my opinion you need yeah. one-on-one instruction um yeah for those kinds of things but there is a there was a real big realization that do we really need in person um, to learn? Because I mean, some grades reflected that, and again, that yeah, could have been through cheating and things like that. But yeah. there was, for a, a, a okay or a decent amount of the population size, there was, you know, like people were meeting their their grade level marks, you know, and mm-hmm. it wasn't super out of the norm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, my 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 brother, he has ADHD or like an ADD, so. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of um, students who have that, 70% of students with ADHD have other conditions such as learning differences, oppositional defiant disorder, or depression, and they may have very different responses to, like, an at-home setting for learning because, like, it's already hard for them to kind of adjust to that that environment at school where it's kind of like everybody else is fine, but then they're already at a disadvantage, and so they have to make up for that with like you know 504 plan etc etc but at home it's hard to implement that and it's harder to learn and understand material yeah and not, not to me- sorry just to cut you off not to mention um i'm sorry some students like their home life is not the greatest and so sometimes schools yeah. are a almost a refuge from their homes um yeah whether that be you know um abuse of different types of things like that so just wanted to add yeah yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think schools are a vital place where like th- those problems are kind of recognized and it's a safe space for students to go where they like feel that they can be open and then ask for help whatever they need. And that's a good transition into this next topic this next topic I'm about to talk about, like high schoolers and then like depression and the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was a study by the National um the National Library of Medicine that was conducted amongst high schoolers and 14.4% of teenagers reported have reported post-traumatic stress disorder and 40.4% reported having depression and anxiety throughout the pandemic and like in response to the pandemic. Yeah. That is an incredible amount of, of teenagers. And it's, it's an alarming amount because a lot of that has to do with, you know, decreased social interaction. Whereas like you're stuck at home, you have a lot of time, where you're just alone and you feel so isolated because you know that isolation was kind of stressed during the pandemic. Yeah. So 
you see a lot of increases in life satisfaction, mental health, and that affects high schoolers and just like students in general Mm -hmm. and their academic performance and everything else like that. Because, but like on the flip side, you know, you can see because what you mentioned, you had less time in school, you have a lot more time to go do things that you personally enjoy or passion projects that you have, Mm -hmm. right? Going outside, like, you know, away from other people, but like going outside, spending time in nature, working on things that you never got time to work on, kind of like doing a lot of self-reflection. Creating a podcast, yeah. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) And I think that a lot of, you know, experiences differ from person to person. Whereas I can say that I had a lot of time to further my languages. You know, I studied Japanese, I studied Chinese. Whereas other person, another person might be, suffering and it's hard for us to check up on those people when we can't see them in person because it's so much easier just to say like oh hey how are you doing blah 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 blah. you don't actually see their face and like how they're acting and you can't notice if anything's wrong and so you never think to check up on them that's why like towards like the middle to the latter the latter half of the pandemic um a lot of that stuff was like check up on your friends blah 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 blah, blah. that stuff was stressed because a lot of people were realizing that with this pandemic came increased depression increased mental health um, disorders. And I think that's something that's important to highlight because, you know, it's not just because we were away from school that um, grades started to decline. Yeah, I feel like that a lot of that statistic is alarming, yet at the same time, sadly, it's not surprising. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, the people, like you said, we were isolated. Um, some people, like, yeah. didn't devote their time to passion projects or, you know, um, they didn't occupy themselves, so they were sitting around, you know, doing, or, or a lot of people, what they tended to move towards is they, you know, did a lot of social media, um, and so TikTok was very popular, you know, around the pandemic, and so people fed their minds with, you know, wh- like, information that I guess was, was mentally straining, um, because being on social media all day um, has been shown or has been linked to increased depression levels. Um, yeah. because you're, you're really like pretty much mirroring yourself to these people that are, um, essentially fake. Like they're, sh- they're only presenting I the agree, best yeah. side of themselves. And so exactly. it's, it's like, a why can't I be, you know, this person, you know? And so you're doubting your abilities and you're doubting yourself. Um, I can yeah. be guilty of that sometimes, um, scrolling throughout and I have to remind myself, you know, um, it, it's not, you don't, you don't see the full side of things. You only are shown. It's only what you're shown that really see that is that is what you see so yeah not only that um but again like you said you you can't see other people's faces um all you can see is their eyes and so it's very difficult to kind of make assumptions on how they're feeling based off of their eyes and their like the top half of their face structure um i feel like we've gotten better at it though um but still Sometimes you don't even know if somebody's smiling, somebody's sad, somebody's crying. Yeah, it's yeah. very difficult to see, and so there's less checkups um, on people. Um, there's less communication with people. Um, there's less people getting help um, because of COVID, uh, shutting down a lot of practices and things like that. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot of aspects that have stemmed from COVID. Um, I feel like we are better prepared, number one, for hypothetically if we need to, you know, go virtual again. Um, Or, you know, if we need to really change the way our school um, just functions, really. 
Uh, we did mm-hmm. a pretty decent job, in my opinion, about switching um, from, you know, in person to hybrid to <laughs> virtual and things yeah. like that. I feel like we yeah. did a good job. Um, but yeah, just like you said, there's a lot of depression statistics about that. But not not to mention, right, there's like a fear factor of returning back to school. And like some people were very afraid of returning back due to their immunocompromised state and things like that. Um, people yeah. were afraid of what if I contract COVID and things like that. And I'm saying things like that a lot. But um, mass amounts, I don't know about for your school, but there were mass amounts. Like I remember there were mass amounts of people that would get called that oh contact yeah like trace. contact trace yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they it just happened like rapid fire i mean these assistant principals just had a side job a side hustle where they were contact tracing professional contact tracers because i mean when one person had it i mean 65 other people got contact traced and so it's, it's just like routine you get uh you know the announcement and you hear 70 different names um it's just so many names and they all get contact traced and things like it, it's just it's just hard to hear sometimes. Um, and so this was before, like, there were any vaccines or anything like that. So some people were immunocompromised or had family that were immunocompromised. And so the fear factor of what if I take COVID, I may not show symptoms, but what if I take it to my, my family members? And what if they get COVID? And what if they possibly die from it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was a lot of, like, why and that's why some school. people in um the 2021-2022 year um no, sorry the 2020-2021 year uh decided to go virtual just to prevent um any possible you know like disease uh infection rates or anything like that so yeah yeah i agree and like i know a lot of my friends uh, we we were kind of scared of going back to school and we shared our um concerns with our teachers because i know like i didn't want to get covid and like my brother's immunocompromised and i didn't want to bring it back and like i didn't want him to get it there because like it's going to be harder for him you know and so i know a lot of people had their parents or their grandparents or great-grandparents they were all like they were all susceptible to like if they got covid it wouldn't be pretty you know and so like when we were weaning towards in person what we did was we went in person for two weeks and then we canceled it we went back to hybrid because the infection rate skyrocketed and you know i you would think that we learn by now but like you know yeah. uh, right now at least it's died down especially in the uh where, where i am but that's that's a good thing and yeah, i agree with it. you like, it. <laughs> yeah yeah i agree i agree with you like the fear factor to go back to school but i also recognize that a lot of people are like you could you can make the argument that like people just didn't want to go back to school because like they didn't want to go back to school. Like I personally loved hybrid because you got the satisfaction of being at school with your friends and then also having those breaks mm-hmm. at home, but also being able to learn from that. And a lot of people are like, oh well, people kids just want to stay home. Well, that's not true because most of the people I asked want would rather go in person every day than stay virtual. Yeah, you know. And so the yeah. the benefits of hybrid are really um, that you get the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, at least personally for me, I enjoyed hybrid a lot because I did too. You know, yeah. Some days I was able to sleep in, some days I was able to get my work done. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So not yeah. only am I able to get um instruction that is very 
um, centered around me, you know, not mm-hmm. general education yeah. uh, with the in-person learning. But I was also okay. able to be a little bit more relaxed and be able to take things a lot um, easier and explore my passions um, yeah. during virtual. And I had a lot more time to do what I enjoyed. Um, it's just fun. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know about fun, but it was it was, yeah. an, it was an experience that um, I definitely thought of as something that will it, it will shape me uh, and it has shaped me um, into the person that I am today for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I went okay. So I went to this one uh, program called uh, Rilo, so like Rotary Youth yeah. Leadership Association, like over the summer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really nice because like. You get to meet a bunch of like-minded, driven, and passionate students and like get to do activities and like, work on your leadership skills like that. But one of the things that they said that they sent in the loot box, because I had to do it virtually since it was still COVID. And so they sent in the loot box was a bunch of these like slime things or some and like some fidget things because they were saying something that I never really thought about that like this generation, especially growing up with so much like technology and also COVID and like so many things we can multitask very well. Yeah. It's hard to keep our brain occupied with one thing. So we need to be doing something else to kind of like focus our attention. And I think a lot of times, like, especially during this uh, virtual schooling, we needed to have something there and not just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the appeal of using our phones came in or like the appeal of, you know, like looking, watching a video at the same time or playing a video game. You know, like yeah. it's we're trying to say we're trying to satiate that need for, um, like a fidget or something or else something to occupy our thing, and yeah, to keep our attention. But we're finding unhealthy outlets of doing so. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like when you're in school, you can have you can have those things like in your hand. Like I know a lot of my friends have some of that, and so like personally, I don't need it. But like I always find myself like wandering around, like standing up to try to keep myself focused because I need to be doing something to like. Yeah, but like you, it's hard to do that over virtual, you know, because everything's yeah. so like monotone, repetitive, everything, and it gets gloomy after a long especially time. Especially when you're in an environment where you sleep in, um, it's hard mm-hmm. to separate. It, it's good to separate, you know, like where you work in and where you sleep in, but when that yeah. gets lumped together, um, <laughs> yeah. your brain kind of perceives it as something, hey, you know, it's time to go to sleep, oh. or it's time to be tired, yeah. or yeah. it's time to occupy yourself. So, you know, like my bed's, you know, like right next to me, right? That's not too big. Yeah. Um, and so I've used like some kind of mind tricks to keep it a little bit separate. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, still, I still have the temptation every now and then to just like, just jump on the bed and just lay there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah. And I, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Keep going. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say like the proper separation of, you know, like your home life and like your school life or your work mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Is something that's so um, imperative. Uh, but yeah, I guess going back to what you said, like, there was there's there was like a deep need to i guess like keep your attention um mm-hmm. throughout uh you know like when you're virtual like i have my like phone it. right here you know and i'm using a mm-hmm. computer what's stopping me from searching something up you know sitting on the bed watching movies or whatever it's very yeah. difficult to satiate that urge and what a lot of people turn like turn to um some people t- made that positively you know and so the people that ha- said that the pandemic was a positive experience. They most likely dedicated the, their time to something that you know was ben- like beneficial or something that was like a, a passion project of theirs. Something. Yeah. Um. I've I got a lot of stuff out of the pandemic that I really wouldn't have normally. I agree. I um, did too. Yeah. I met I met so many new people. Got so many new yeah. experiences. 
Yeah, but like, there's also people that are you know use that time, um, to go on social media. Like I said, it's very mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a very destructive environment or atmosphere there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when you're on that for a long, long time, um, it it does take a toll over time. Yeah, I agree, and I think that it's um that it's kind of important to talk about sleep. My sleep schedule during uh virtual school was so bad because like in my mind I was like, oh, tomorrow it's just school on my computer. I don't really have to pay attention. Sometimes like with my class, I don't really have to pay attention because I already can speak what I can speak a lot of Chinese. Blah 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 blah. That's what I was thinking, but then like when I stayed up late to one a.m. to two a.m. regularly. And I was waking up. It was so hard to switch back. And my like, I was like, I I saw a significant decrease in my happiness because I wasn't getting enough sleep. And I was on my phone a lot more at night. And I know a lot of people who messed up their sleep schedules like that. I have a lot of friends who like would go to bed at, like 4 a.m. and wake wake up at like 12 and then go to school. Like, that's that's not healthy. That is clearly not healthy. And yeah. since it was so normalized during the pandemic it's so hard to switch when we went back to in-person or when we had to do something and that required a lot of our attention. Cause it like, we're trying, we're so tired that like our mind isn't able to focus on that thing. You know, it's great that you mentioned that. Um, because my sleep schedule wasn't the worst. I mean, it did get bad at one point, And so I had to like, I eventually like set like a very like strict schedule for myself. Um, yeah. because I, like, cannot function without, like, seven, eight hours of sleep. Um, so I would have to go to bed at some point. But my sleep schedule was pretty bad. Um, especially, like, because, like, now it's just, like, on the weekends, I just, like, I would sleep whenever I want. But yeah. it's, it's carried over because I really used to be somebody that prioritized sleep and everything. But COVID has made it less of a, you know, get your sleep in and more of, like, sleep is just something that is hindering me from doing what I want and so why can't I just you know use this time to go on my phone instead of sleeping? yeah so occupying my time um I was not the greatest during, was not was not the greatest during COVID uh for sure I occupied it in different ways instead of sleep uh yeah. but I, I got and better eventually yeah. so like because no, my body yeah my body good. really was like hey you probably need to get some sleep your body really speaks for you sometimes you just need to listen to it um so i I mean my body was like you need sleep and i was like you're totally right let me get some sleep in so i fixed my sleep schedule yeah i think that sleep is a a really like important thing when it came to covid and the effects of that because it never it negatively affected me as well and so i tried to it was really hard to like switch back and it took me like a week or two but yeah when i got to school like there's something else that I noticed. This final thing I just want to mention that like, teacher respect yeah. amongst students. I not just me, but also teachers, because I, I I talked to some of the teachers about like, you know, transitioning and what their thoughts on it was, and they were saying like they 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 noticed that students did not have as much respect. Like they would talk while the teacher was talking or be on their phones, and like. A lot of that is because it was so normalized to like just go on mute or turn off your camera, play on your phone while the teacher's talking. It's disrespectful, number one. And number two, you're harming yourself and like the classroom environment because you're being distracting. And I still today, there's the, the effects of that still linger because like I even see it in my own classes. And I'm like, come on, he, the least you can do is like 
respect the teacher's time because like they're already not getting paid enough right and they're working really hard to do this for you for you you know yeah and i think that's just something that isn't really talked about because like you know it's it's something that the teachers talk about that they don't really want to like yeah a lot of teachers don't like tell the students yeah 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 Yeah. I, i definitely agree um teacher respect for sure decreased because some teachers and i don't know if this is just a stereotype or what but some teachers are really not that good at technology and so the switch from like in-person education to virtual education was really a big hurdle for them um and so like yeah. i guess like the, the the generational gap between us and them just made us think like oh if they can't you know do this like why should we really listen to them and yeah so the the attention span decreased which in turn I guess teachers perceive that as like a decline in respect. Um, yeah, I agree. And I guess it kind of carried over when we went in person. It just kind of remained like nothing really changed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and with that, our discussion comes to an end. We thank you for listening and hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes. Don't forget to follow the Pepper Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you.